Today's episode of Home Row is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB offers an optimal blend of accuracy and readability, which helps readers make a deeper connection with God's Word, and it also inspires lifelong discipleship. The CSB is equally suited for serious study or for sharing with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. Learn more at csbible.com. Hey, everybody, before we get into today's show, just a quick little announcement that I'm really excited about. Uh, My new book, Humble Calvinism, If I Know the Five Points But Have Not Love, just released. It's now available on Amazon, CBD, and wherever books are sold, so you can go and snag that, and I hope it's a a blessing to you. Um, I thought it would be a shame if I didn't let you loyal listeners know that your host of a show on writing has released his book. And maybe in future episodes, I'll, I'll talk about that, that process of, of writing that as well. But I want to let you know, Humble Calvinism, if I know the five points but have not love, is now available. Let's get on to today's show. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Home Row. And on today's show, we have a really fun crossover event. This is, you know, there's this one episode, I think, on the Thursday night comedies you had to see on NBC back in the 2000s, early 2000s. It was like Caroline in the City, Friends, Seinfeld. They were all trying to blend over to each other's episodes one one evening. I think it was the blackout episode uh, where there was a big blackout, but Seinfeld didn't play along. I think that's what happened. I was going to say, I have no recollection of Seinfeld yeah. doing yeah, it. Yeah, Seinfeld lived in it somewhere. Yeah, they didn't do it. So on today's crossover episode, we've got the table of malcontents pod. we got two-thirds of them here. The two got, who played along. That's right, that's the true. two who played along. So Dave Schrader yeah. is the... Uh, he would be you know, proud he's to be the, rec- he's the Seinfeld this. guy here. Yeah. He's going to receive this. So we've got Barnabas Piper, Aaron Armstrong. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. We've been having fun here in Minneapolis. That's right. It's more fun being on somebody else's podcast than yeah, your own. That's true. Yeah, we so don't we have just, to think of the questions. That's, that's right. right. Well, I haven't thought of any questions either. So this is going to be. So we'll really see how great. it goes. So we've been sitting <laughs> so here. So it's super fun being on your super own. Super fun <laughs> being on my own podcast too. Yeah. So we've been recording. What it feels like for hours now. It's uh, literally because been, it has. It has been for at least two. Of yeah, those hours. we've been yes. recording episodes for Hour their and a half. for their podcast, Table of Malcontents, where they talk about books and reading. And so there'll be a link to that in the show notes, where you can go and subscribe to their show and listen. If you don't already, uh, you'll learn about all kinds of new books, and you'll be encouraged, and you'll feel depressed that you don't read enough, like I do, <laughs> because Netflix exists. Uh, but definitely go and check out their show. It's a lot of fun, and and lots of good guests on on there as well. But we talk about writing. We don't talk about reading. We don't do that. No, uh, no. I, I don't do that. No, we write books That's for right. people to read. We write books on this show. Yeah. Um, so you guys are both writers, and you've written many things. Uh, Barnabas has been on the show before, I and have. so it's good to have you back. You're one of the few Regal repeat guests. Is, I that, think like, I, is that like a branded spot, like Regal repeat, like Regal, that's ooh, it, like man. Regal films? Okay. Are you going to start are. making jackets for that? Yeah, it's going to be like the... Uh, What's like, the golf like, jacket you get? I need like a le- the, the, green, the green jacket from the yeah. Masters. Mm. Or like a letter jacket where you get bars on your sleeve for lettering different Or years. an Iwana yeah. patch. Yeah. It would be like there something like that. You guys work at Lifeway. You're familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Barnabas. All those little brownies vests with like yes. the pins on it. I mean, this yeah. is an elite yeah. club. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So we're talking yeah. Tim Challies, Jared Wilson, mm-hmm. and you. That's it? That's it. Man. 
I feel I feel more honored now than I did before. Yeah, but we're taking away some of Barnabas's honor by having a first-time guest on too. That's true, and yeah. but hey. You're great for some guests. Well, you rewrote. I don't feel unhonored. <laughs> so Aaron, this is I want to talk to Aaron about this right. project. So yeah, Aaron, yeah, uh, your new project you've got coming out. Well, yeah. Hold on, before we do, do all this, I don't have my yeah. show notes in front of me. Everything. It's okay. Um, tell Aaron just a little bit about y y who you are, uh, what you do for Lifeway. Sure. And something you do for fun. Sure. Uh, so, uh, so I work for Lifeway. I am the brand manager for the Gospel Project, um, which is. Uh, Potent, possibly the best Bible study that has been produced yeah. by Lifeway ever, and um, and the great thing is, is I believe that before I started it. Um, so I serve in kids ministry at my church. I teach the Gospel Project there. I have um, three really fun kids who I'm training to be really great readers, and that's really easy for me, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, my wife is awesome. Her name's Emily. Um, so we we usually have fun speaking in gifts uh, to one another via text. And uh, speaking in gifts, with some gifts. Of, some of you call them gifs, and you're and and you're wrong. Let yeah, the but, show uh, notes show he meant gifs. <laughs> speaking in gifs. Okay. Is that how that works? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, this is my podcast. Yeah, though. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so uh, so that's what I do at Lifeway. A okay. little bit of what I do at home. I'm from Canada, so if I sound really strange, it's because I have an accent. Sorry, eh? That's what it's um, about. That's boot. what it's about. A boot. Um, what are you talking about? Are you the second Canadian guest after Tim Challies? Yeah. I must be. You are. Yeah, that's right. There you, you go. That's there's, right. there's your honor. I'm the international uh, That's guests. true. I'm the traitor, though, mm. where he, he refuses to leave Canada. He's like, no, I'm staying. I'm staying. And I'm like, no, I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm out. So, I'm I'm out, I'm out on the boat. Yeah, so, what's something you do um, for fun? Maybe that listeners don't know about. Well, they know. Well, do you like collect oh almonds, gosh. or um, do you? What do I don't I do know. For fun? What would be a hobby? Comics, body art. <laughs> <laughs> yes, body art. That's it. I'm a tattoo artist. That's right. On the weekends, uh, I'm henna, the bag of a big, big into henna tattoos. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, awesome. Um, when I'm working at a feminist bookstore. Um, there you go. No, Not that there's go. anything wrong. Your face no, painter. Your like face that. painter. I've dabbled. I've dabbled. Um, you bake. I do. You I do. do. I've I, seen your Instagram. I am you a. Bake. I'm. A, I. I make food. Okay. And I'm a like. I'm a listeners. I'm a stress baker. Okay. Um. And I'm like. I mean. I cook for fun in right. general. But um. Often what I do is when is the level of stress that I'm feeling in life has an inversely proportionate effect on how complex things oh I make are. So it's in that the more stressed I am, the more complex something becomes. Okay. So there was one year that um, for Christmas, I was so stressed out. This was before I moved to America um, that I, um, I had never, ever attempted to make rabbit before. So, rabbit. Rabbit. Oh my. So I made As in like Peter Rabbit? Flopsy Mopsy Cottontail? <laughs> yes, that's Eating right. Rabbit. So so I made beer braised rabbit. Um Do we for, need to talk Christmas to Lifeway dinner. about your pay? <laughs> or, or like <laughs> You're catching no, rabbits. The, this and was before I worked them? for Lifeway. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, well I'm glad you're in America. No, 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 no. I bought it at the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. These Canadian yeah. grocery so, stores are yeah, sketch. That's, <laughs> that's true. Well, we do have a big breakfast in charge of everything there. Okay. So the 
Uh, the dairy board, the pork board, the egg board, they fix all the prices. That they, sounds like a Baptist church. That's yeah, true. That's true. It's all in the fellowship. Fried, ch- yeah. fried chicken board, <laughs> sweet <laughs> tea board. That's right. There's a committee yeah. on committees. The committees of committees. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. Let me... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so shocked by the the food rabbit go, going yeah. on. Here. Um, um, but now, yes, everybody, check out my Instagram at yeah. at Aaron Strongarm. Um, there's usually some sort of bizarre food pick. It's and I'm a, I'm a stress eater, so mm. when you're stress cooking, baking, just send it my way. Okay, you know, and I'll stress eat it. You know, I'm gonna have you're either gonna have to come to Tennessee or I'm gonna have to come to Texas when I'm really stressed out. Right, and then you get to reap See the what happens. You ever, you ever travel around Texas? It'll stress you out. Their frontage roads are the worst. Hey man, that's true. Texas is the best. That's, that's, what what every, that's what every say. Texan says. That's true. I know it's not true. That that's we're true. Not, we are we're messing with Texas right the now. Best. So. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. Yeah, northerners. Um, right. So, and you've written a couple of different books. Yeah, I've um, written a few coming out. Yeah, uh, contending for the faith, right? Or contending? Well, Content, yeah. So uh, the very first book I wrote was um, "Awaiting a Savior: The Gospel, the New Creation, and the End of Poverty." That came out in 2011. The next year, um, I wrote "Contend: Defending the Faith yes, in the Fallen right. World," which was a lot of fun and probably one in hindsight that I shouldn't have written when I read or when I did. Um, Why is that? Um, I don't think I had the maturity or perspective that I like I've gone back and I've looked at it and I don't disagree with anything sure. that I read there's just things that I would I would kind of say kind of lucked into success because like you, you lucked into yeah. not writing something that you regret yeah like yeah. so far I haven't written anything I feel that way about almost writing, every article but, I wrote uh, for about the first <laughs> three years I wrote I was yeah. like man I'm so glad I didn't say I mean I said some things I would like to delete right. but not sure. anything that it would like cost yeah. me yeah I've, right exactly. I've stopped linking to certain articles I've written oh totally <laughs> totally yeah. Um, um, yeah. so so there's that one and then um, and then I took a break from writing books and I wrote two movies instead and um, and that was fun too cool. uh, what happened to those they they did they were pretty tell cool. us yeah go ahead so one was um, Luther right you were super well, involved that, with well, there was movie. that one um, that was the second one but the the first one was through the eyes of Spurgeon Right. Um, which uh, was a super fun one to do. Um, we did it on a shoestring budget, um, like two Kickstarters or something like that, and then the director selling most of his possessions to make it happen. Wow. Um, Stephen McCaskill, he's a great guy. He's just doing a film called Puritan as well with um, uh, Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary and like some other folks. McCaskill did a book of Spurgeon quotes called Through the Eyes of Spurgeon. Correct. That's that where, right. that's where yeah, yeah. That so that came first. And um, and Stephen's a funny guy. He's basically um, he's like super entrepreneurial, super clever, super sharp. And he's just like, I've never done I've never done this before. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and I'm just gonna go do that now. And then he does it, and it's awesome. Mm. Um, and it's great. So we had lots of fun working working together on that. Um, and we connected through Twitter of all things. Okay. And he was like, Hey, would you want to do this? And I'm like. Sure, I've never done that before. Then we, then he was like, "Can we do?" Some people want me to do Luther, and I'm like, "I have no idea what to do with Luther." So, um, and so we we batted around the idea for a while, and it was like, "Let's let's just deal with the fact that he was kind of a monster, and uh, and just deal with the fact that it's hard to hard to figure out yeah. what to do with him because of all the great things and all the terrible things." Yeah. And um, and so that was that was awesome. That um, that won a couple of awards, which was really really cool. We turned it turned the screenplay into 
um, a picture book that used the artwork from the film as yeah, it's well. it's very cool. It's super cool, super thankful to have been a part of that. Um, and then I did a freebie one f uh, for the Gospel Project that you can get at most of our conferences called Devotional Doctrine. Um, that's basically just all about why doctrine is a great thing in the Christian life. Yeah. And um, soon to be released is a book for kids called Epic. Yes, I want to talk about that. Yes. Uh, so before so, we get into that, I want Barnabas to fall asleep over there. Yeah, What's yeah, that? yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Sorry, listening to me brag for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I'm sorry. Right, sorry. Uh, no, really. It's so I do cool. got. I got. As a Canadian, I do got to apologize for for talking about all the things <laughs> I've done, eh? Um, because you know I'm not supposed to talk about those things. No, I think it's so cool that you did two <laughs> movies. Yeah. That. Um, I actually didn't books know that. The, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that you were involved with the Luther one. Yeah. I forgot about this, the Spurgeon yeah. one. So that's very cool. Yeah. And very so. different. Uh, so, but Barnabas, you've written three books. Three books. Right? Um, <clears throat> fourth one in the works now, which will come out early 2020. That's how books work. You get yep. excited about them and then they disappear for forever and forever. ever and ever. Yep. yep. Um, no, so I wrote one 2014 or so uh, called The Pastor's Kid Finding Your Own Faith and Identity about the unique struggles, challenges of ministry families, specifically the pastor's kid. So the pressures and the unique challenge of coming to a personal faith in Christ as opposed to your parents' faith in Christ or walking away from the faith altogether. Uh, my second book was Help My Unbelief, Why Doubt is Not the Enemy of Faith. Um, that's kind of self-explanatory, but just to look at faith and doubt with the heavy emphasis on the passage in Mark 9, um, mm -hmm. the I believe, help my unbelief. Right statement that the father makes when he brings his demon-possessed son to Jesus and Jesus says I can help you if you believe he says I believe help my unbelief and that that being sort of the like the template for the Christian life in a lot of ways there's there's this firm conviction and faith and belief but also this perpetual struggle to yeah. Yeah. to believe to grow to hold on to faith so that that was my second one uh, my third one came out in 2017 it was called the curious Christian how discovering wonder enriches every part of life, and just looks at curiosity as, um, as a as a habit, as a discipline, as a mindset. That's a thing that we can bring into our spiritual lives, our relational lives, our work lives, our engagement with society and culture, and something that breathes life into those things. Yeah. Um, and trying to counteract just sort of the flat nothingness of kind of boredom that a lot of us fall into, especially as we get to be adults and leave behind sort of the like ch children are inherently lively and and find wonder in things, and somewhere around middle school we start forgetting that. Right. So kind of breathing that in, but with with the mature intentional aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. Did I keep my bragging short enough that I didn't put you to sleep, Marin? You did a great job. Awesome. I'm you good. Did a great job. Good. It is yeah. getting darker, and we're in the. It is. I know we don't have the we don't have the it's, lights it's on, and the sun <laughs> here, and it's and, it, the uh, sun is going down at 11 a.m. in Minnesota yeah, because like, ooh, drama. The, it's the North getting, Pole up here. Kind of sleepy yep. up here. North now, Pole's warmer, Barnabas. That's true. It's colder than the North that's, Pole. I know, it's amazing. And Alaska. Let's see. And Antarctica. And yesterday was colder than the surface of Mars. Yeah. So at, at this moment, that feels like negative 37. That's the worst. Here in Minneapolis. It's like mm. 74 in, in Texas. Incredible. It? Yeah, it's unbelievable what's happening. But you guys yeah. are both writers and have written many things. Uh, and Aaron's new project. I want to hear more about that one, too. Yeah. Sure. So the epic... Bible, or is it just called Epic? It's called Epic. It's epic. Um, the story you that changed the you world. You rewrote the Bible. Yeah, you know, me, you, me and Eugene Peterson, man. That's right. Like, let's see if it has the same literary 
accomplishments oh, as, we'll as see. the message. Yeah, we'll so see. tell us about Epic. Well, you know, first, I, I just got to make an, a, a random random side note. I rip on the message a lot, but I actually got saved reading it. So uh. um, so anyway, that's uh, that's all I got to say there. But Epic, uh, what we, what we want to do there is we wanted to... Um, we wanted to write a book that was full, kind of graphic novel-ish, but it's yeah, it's less panel comic-y. It's, yeah, it's it's less traditional pan uh, comic book format. Okay, it's more illustrated novel um, kind of thing, but there's hints of it. Um, but we wanted to write something that we wanted a book for middle uh, middle grade readers, so kids age eight to twelve to be able to really engage with uh, the big story of scripture. And so what we did, so what I did was um, I worked through 40 different um, big, like major beats in okay. the, the storyline of scripture um, from, from creation to, to new creation. And, um, you know, and with each one showing how, how all of it was pointing forward to, right. to Jesus. So man, it's awesome, and yeah. that you rewrote every all of those stories, all of them. So how was it? What was the biggest challenge while you were rewriting the Bible? Uh, um, being a, constantly being afraid of being a heretic. Yeah, um, that would be a concern. That's you know. a good fear for every author. <laughs> Absolutely, to have. I think there are some so. authors who need to be a little more afraid of. Yeah, that. I mean, they need, honestly, they need a little fear like, that. Yeah. Every time, every time I speak, every time I write something, like the the constant. Refrain is Lord, please don't let me be a heretic. Yeah, um, one of the first encouragements I give <laughs> when people preach at Redeemer, if it's one of the other elders or a student guy, mm -hmm. I tell them they're like, "Hey, how was it?" I said, "Hey, man, you didn't have any heresy." Yeah, that's I know. Huge. It sounds like, super back. That's it great. sounds super yeah, it's, backhanded. It's not damning with faint praise. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's more like you did exactly what you were here to like, do. Yeah, exactly. Job. Thank yeah. you, thank you. So, um, so yeah, so we did so, but trying to but one of the hardest parts of it aside from the the fear of heresy was just trying to make sure that I was writing like hitting a sweet spot of being um, engaging for for that age group without yeah. talking down to them um, because this is something that I hate with kids books is um, is when they're written at such um, a with such a patronizing tone mm. It's like no, I want kids to like reading. I want them to like love words, and um, we do a disservice. We tend to do a disservice to children with how we write children's books. Right. So often. So. Yeah, I totally see that. Kids, kids are way more capable than we give them credit for. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think that especially. I mean, I think that's maybe even more pronounced for like high schoolers when you read stuff aimed at student ministry. I'm like I don't know any high school student who wants to read something that that's that patronizing, this sort right. of hey bro kind of thing. They want to read stuff that's engaging and challenging, and if they want to read it all, but yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. We right. don't give enough yeah. credit to right. people who are under the age of 18. Right, and I mean some of it is too, like when you're talking about middle, like high schooler stuff. So much of the time, it you remember that. Uh, that commercial with Steve Buscemi where he is hey uh, fellow kids yeah yeah, yeah. he's up, like hey kids? there fellow kids and it's like <laughs> yeah like it just feels like that yeah, yeah it does. every time yeah and, and it's just not it's just not cool were you able to run some of this by your kids yes in, so in, I in am very thankful that my my kids are 
good readers, and they're also very honest. Um, and so, and they're not Canadian enough to apologize for it. Correct. That's they fantastic. have spent long enough in America to not apologize. To be all brutal. The time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. sucks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. You should feel bad because you are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll rework that. I'll rework Sorry. the story Sorry. of Joseph. Sorry, Sorry. guys. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, um, but my my oldest in particular, okay. Abigail. She um, she was super helpful. She read the first few, and like she was just helping me like like with gauging tone and yeah. and cl- and clarity and things like that. And she would tell and she would tell me like this didn't make sense to me or, um, but with like the first couple that she read, she was like. I really like that, and I want to read more. And How long did did it take you to work on? I mean, you're well, rewriting the forty giant stories of um, the scriptures. That's huge. So I worked on it all summer long. Okay. Um, so I came into the project. Um, it was actually um, an interesting one because it didn't. The idea for it didn't start with me. Um, I actually came into it um, as the project was already developing. So it was a it was a work for hire thing, which was actually kind of cool because I haven't done a lot of that, but. Um, it sounds strange to say that that's cool, but it's fine. <laughs> it's better to um, not be hired for work. Correct. The better correct. not being hired for work. So, yeah. Um, yeah, work for not hire, not hired yeah. for work. I think right. not hired for work um, is the opposite. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was it it was a project that originated um, like as an idea with with another one of our coworkers at Lifeway, okay. um, and um, they and. There was just some there was some difficulty with the 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 like with getting it getting it started and so um, when I found out about it I just said hey can I take a shot at this and so they said yes but you have a hard deadline of this and I said okay right so I'm gonna get this done those hard deadlines are, do you help does that help you when you have a deadline like that or does it usually freak you out? Yeah. yeah usually usually a deadline makes me get stuff done right um, and if it's someone else setting the deadline that helps a Absolutely. lot that's I mean, the, the only real deadline if you set I it agree. yourself you're like oh that's pretend like I can move that around <laughs> kind of I just thing. do this right yeah. here in my app move it one more day yeah that's right it's like and yeah tomorrow and the next time. That's right. If I if I'm a uh, if I'm the admin on my own calendar, then all deadlines are right. pretend. Unless, yeah, I'm <laughs> in the, I'm in the middle of writing that. promo articles for humble Calvinism. Yeah, and the Good Book Company was like, "Hey, we want these for blah blah blah." I was like, "Okay, great." It's like, "Well, when do you think you could get them done by?" I'm like, "You know what? I think it'd be better if you just told me when do you want them." Right. Because if I give a deadline to somebody else, yeah. that counts as a deadline that, that like that's somebody else's deadline. Yeah. But if it's one I've set for myself, like progress, so you know, like a book you're talking yeah, about, yeah, you need to yeah. read you need to write a lot of content. Right. If it's like I'm gonna write this much per week, that doesn't right. work. No, that's and for happening. me it was that Saturday deadline is fake. Exactly. And so for me it was I have to have this handed in on this day. And yeah. and so I was like, Okay. Um, and then I was like, can yeah. I have, and, and I'm like, so are you going to count it? At, like, do you want me to, like, just because I was a pain in the rear, I uh, I was like, all right, so do you, because the due date was September 1st, and September 1st was a Saturday. I'm like, so can I have till, like, September you really 4th? mean You really mean Monday, right? You mean Tuesday, because <laughs> yeah. the first Labor business day, right? day following? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and they're like, "Yes, we'll be fine with that." And I said, "Good." Yes. And then I still got it done on the Saturday, so, right? Yeah, that's um, good. Because then, you know, then it was it was. And you're able to enjoy Labor Day weekend. I was. Just something uh, I don't even huge. do in Canada. Right. So. Well, that's not true. We, I don't know. We do have you have Labor Canadian Day? Labor Day. We have Canadian Labor Day. It's the same day as yours. Okay. I didn't it know just that. has a superfluous U. 
practice. Copying us again. Labour Day. Yeah. I think I think uh, we all copied it from from England. So. <laughs> I don't think so. No? Nope. I don't okay. have a clue. I don't nope. know. U.S. started that one. It okay. was... Uh, Boom. Right. Your face, England. There you um, go. A labor, it was like a labor union... The original Brexit. Like the, like the <laughs> 20s or 30s, I think. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Somebody All right. Wikipedia that. Somebody yeah. fact... Well, who's the fact checker? Right. We don't have one of those. We don't have one. Sure. If only we had devices in our hands that Brandon could tell Smith. us these things. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so what were your writing yeah. habits like? Were you getting up and are you early morning? Are you a late night? Um, I I'm work time since it was work for hire. You could, yeah, I could not do it during my okay, day. My during okay. my work day, um, that was a very very specific thing, um, and I was very happy to abide by that right. because that you got lots of other stuff to do. Exactly. I have, yeah, I have a, a thirty seven hour work day in in twenty in twenty four hours. So. But uh, but I would basically like so I would come home I would do and I'm I tend to be like I, my strongest creative time is at night like super late at night um, so I don't sleep very much which is not good for me at all um, so if you're wonder if you ever meet me and you think I look tired it's because I am but uh, <laughs> um, you know I deal with it so I would but during this project what I was doing is I would do basically. Uh, after the kids went to bed, okay. I would just be just kind of kind of working on it until I had to go to bed, and then um, every night, pretty much, pretty much every night. Yeah, um, I had, yeah, and then weekends I would like there were a couple of times where I just took a Saturday and I left the house and I said I'm not coming back until until I'm spent. And my wife wasn't a big fan of that, but she understood. She understood. Yeah, yeah. and writing is a sacrifice. Yeah, it is not because there's so many other things you could be doing. Sure, Netflix, uh, reading even. Yeah, reading Netflix, about writing. Twitter, literally, Twitter. Anything. Um, literally, literally anything. Literally anything else, and all those things that we pro- we start yes. doing and doing more of. So I'm working on another project that I can't uh, say the name of yet, um, but it is aside from it being related to to Epic. Um, I'm working on another thing, and I have another crazy. I have a super fast deadline on it. Um, probably by the time this airs, that may have already passed. I don't know. This is airing tomorrow. It's airing tomorrow. No, Fantastic. It's not. Uh, no, yes. the deadline it's not. Good luck it's with not, that. Yeah. Yep. This, this, will, this will be in a couple of weeks. Okay, so cool. A few so, weeks from recording. So my halfway point will have passed on, okay. on it by that point. Um, so, um, but it's but it just require it's just requiring a lot of time, a lot of concentration, and. Um, I keep getting tempted to watch um, bad Star Trek The Next Generation reruns Oof. on Netflix. Yeah. Now, granted, I know what the question you're thinking, Barnabas. Is there any other kind no, of No, my Star question Trek was, rerun. wait, there are bad ones? Yeah. Star- you like first, Star Trek? First season. The Next Generation. Okay, first I, season. I don't know anything about Star Trek. First season and second season thing? are trash. All Star Treks. All Star Treks are bad in a particular kind of sure. way, but right. they're bad in the kind of way that you're like, oh, this is the good kind of bad. Sure, like right. they're enjoyable bad. All right, so so you're more Next Generation than say any of the other shows, right? Correct. Okay, but I don't know it well. But if I watched yeah. one, it was. Did that you one. watch Deep Space Nine? No. Okay. Like here and there. But You'd actually like that one, especially from fourth. I season don't think to I would end. like it now. I haven't watched any of those in like twenty years. So. That's fine, man. I don't know Sorry. any of that. Sorry, happens. we just went we just went it's super deep nerd. To right Jared's point, though, like <laughs> if I, I imagine every writer, you know, you put on your calendar, okay, from when to put the kids to bed at eight, 
I'm going to breathe for 15 minutes. So 8.15 to 10.15 tonight, I'm going to write. Right. At 8.15, you are never a better watcher of a show, reader of a book, writer yeah. of emails. I am never more engaged and clever on Twitter than when I have to be writing instead. Totally. Exactly. Yep. Uh, exactly. I'm never more worked up about the latest news story. Like, something. So yeah. how, how, how yeah. do you slay that procrastination dragon the deadlines really help yeah the more that you look at those and go ah it's like that's not i don't have enough hours between now and then to do this if i don't just buckle down i am barreling towards this wall right i've got to right i i depend on deadlines to to create a writing structure because otherwise I mean, it's it's like when people when people are people are like I'm writing a novel, but they don't have a contract and they're not doing anything. They will never finish that yeah, novel. Like, no, no, you're not. Because no. there's no endpoint. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, the the end like starting with the endpoint and working backwards is real valuable. And then the other like you can't write if you don't have discipline. Yeah. There's yep. just there's just and I don't think of myself as a disciplined person, but there's just a matter of like all right, you know, I'm gonna open it up. There's a blank Word document in front of me or. Evernote or whatever you write yeah, in. Right. I'm, a, I'm a Word doc guy, and uh, and the other things, you know, phone ideally left across the room, maybe music on, like whatever. You create yep. your context, and you're like, all right, here we go. And I, the starting I have is the hard to part. Turn off. There's a feature I have on my computer. It's called Freedom. There's other apps called Self Control. Yeah. Where you can say, turn this on. I'm and I have it listed out as uh, off the grid. I'm, uh-huh. go, I'm going dark, and I click that, and it limits all access <laughs> to social media. My oh. email won't load. Um, I can't go to Twitter. I can't go to Facebook. I can't go to YouTube. Like iMessage or text, anything come through? Those will still. Okay. Um, you could set it to where like, it won't. Uh, which I would probably need that because yeah. honestly, I'd start texting gifts um, to So you can also just turn your Wi-Fi off. off. You, you, know, yeah. you could do that, but you just turn it back on. Yeah. But this, can't you, but you, can't you no. just turn that on? No. No? You set the time. You tell how long do you want it. Oh. And I'll say 30 minutes, an hour. It won't. And you, that's Dang. basically... You're, you're locked in. Your computer is a word processor for that amount of time. Yes. Wow, that's, okay. Okay, I like that. I'm going to have to look at that. Man, that scares me. I'm, a, I'm intrigued. But, but you can do yeah. it like 35 minutes an hour. You can tell it to a specific time. Right. Um, so you can like so you can do it so, for that amount of time, and then like you take, it just comes take back a break, on. and then... It turns you, off and comes back. All right, so yeah. here's, a, here's a question for you guys. Um, hey, whose podcast is this? It's a writing question. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Question. Go ahead. So... He's honoring you by asking That's right. Go ahead. Ask me. Interview me, Aaron. So there's a, a nasty habit that I have as a writer is that I am a perpetual self-editor. So while I'm working on something, I've heard you talk um, about this before. I yeah, I just I I'm like nope, that's not working, and I go back and I start over again, and and it slows me down like crazy. Um, do you guys have Do you guys have do something similar? How do you fight that? I think there's you're so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is the no editing, and so so you just yeah. like you like word vomit. Yeah. And then go back and fix it. Uh, I fall somewhere in between. Okay. Um, yeah, too. I a lot of it is because I I work out the kinks before I start writing a right. lot of it. Not necessarily the phrasing, but I do a ton of like hand outlining. Right. So I'm a you know open up the moleskin, pull out the pen, and so I'll outline pretty much unless it's a super short piece. Yeah. I pretty much outline it, and a lot of the outlining is that's working out the junk that doesn't work because you start stringing an idea together, you go that. That's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. There's scribbles and whatever. So it happens there. And then when the writing is more like taking this skeleton that's on paper mm-hmm. and adding flesh and, you know, something aesthetically pleasing and just making making it readable, not just like a list of ideas. Right. Um, 
So that that saves me a lot. I do edit as I go. I'm a terrible editor afterwards. Yeah, yeah. me too. I absolutely depend on a real editor to come in and go, you're like there's a gap in your thinking here. Yep. This metaphor is trash. Your joke, your joke is flat. After. Oh yeah, 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 totally. It's like once so, it's handed in, it's like yeah. I can't think about this anymore. I the other thing that I do is uh, I write I tend to write really lean. Mm -hmm. So when I when I read people who are like, oh, I have to go back and cut whatever, I'm like, I've never been asked to cut anything from any book I've turned in. I've been asked to mm -hmm. add stuff to all of them. Mm -hmm. I turn it in, turn it in lean under word count. So it's the it's the basics of the idea, and the editor says you would benefit from adding yeah. this. And I, I don't know if that's a writing habit or or if that's just sort yeah. of a style, but it really helps because it means mm -hmm. that. There's there's less editing along the way because there's less content along the way, and it and it allows another pair of eyes to say it would be stronger if. That's right. good. Yeah, I usually I'm writing in Ulysses, that uh, it's a Mac software, just uh -huh. writing software, and you can put a word count goal. Yeah. And there's a little bubble in the corner, a little circle. Yeah. And it's just like gray, 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 and then it turns green. Like, hey, you're in the zone. And then if you go over, it goes red. And I love that. It's super helpful. Yeah. And so when I was writing for Humble Calvinism, I some hate, of it. I hate, hate, hate word count goals. You hate this. I know. I don't hate them like morally. They're great for other people. <laughs> like, but I just, they, they don't help me. Right. Because word count has absolutely nothing to do with communication. Right. And, it, and, and that's actually the problem there's I'm having a range. on a product. So like if, if they say, that, okay, mm -hmm. this chapter, it needs to be between 3,500 and 4,000 words. That's dumb. Like, that's a good range. Well, you don't want this book to be huge. Chapters, no, the no, proportions. No. It's, and it's dumb to set a goal. The chapter needs to cover the ideas that it needs to cover. Right. Sometimes right. you can write that in 2,200 words. Sometimes you need 6,500. Yes. Now, if you're at 6,500, maybe it should be two chapters. Right. Correct. So, sure. But that's where editing comes in. So you write your idea, and then you, you go back in and you break it or rearrange it accordingly. But I just, I meant more like I hate word count goals for writing, like I don't sit down on a Saturday and say I'm going to write three thousand words today, or five thousand, oh, no. or one thousand. No, I don't. Do I that I sit down and I say I want to write this chapter, or I'm going to write for six hours. Time is my time is more mine. Right. So I'm going to write. I'm going to write the clock. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's super productive. Sometimes it's just a dog of a day. Right. Right. Um. And that that works better for me. But yeah, I word counts are. They feel completely unrelated to what I'm actually trying mm -hmm. to communicate to me, and yeah. I get frustrated by them. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's fair. I think yeah, that's fair. I can totally, Yeah, I get that. I don't do the daily. I'm gonna try, or I'm gonna get it in this session, or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I do think that word counts matter more. Word counts matter more when you need a limit. It works for me because I write shorter, not longer. Uh, having worked yeah. in publishing for several years, yeah. most you know how this most works, authors yeah. turn in books long, not short. True. Yeah. So, like, there were some chapters in Humble Calvinism where they projected as, "Hey, let's stick around four thousand ish words yeah. on these chapters, so they don't get too long, or they're not too short, right. and the, the idea is not the, not there." Yeah. But there's somewhere I went over and I said, "Hey, man, I can't cut this. Like, I just don't know. I'm just gonna let you figure out what needs to be cut because totally. I like Stephen King or whoever else said it. Like, you know, kill your darlings. Like, some of this." I really like this point or this big yeah. quote. Like, I think it's so good. Yeah. But if you think it's got to go, then it's got to go. Yeah, writing is one of those things where it takes sacrifice. Yep. It takes discipline. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. And something you just show up to do the work. Yeah. And you guys have done that many times and we'll keep doing it. 
and and keep and it, blessing us too. It nice. gets easier the more you do it. I don't mean that writing gets easier. Like the communication part of it is still. It's always a challenge to figure out how to say what you're going to say. It's hard to get started, but to make it part of the discipline of life. It's just like yeah. anything else. If right. you want to be a disciplined reader, if you want to be a disciplined exerciser, yeah. eater, yeah. church goer, yeah. whatever, like it's a up. thing that you make the decision ahead of time to do it, and then like, yeah, you show up. And there, you know, it's a dumb cliche, but like ninety percent of success is just showing up. In writing, that's true. It is yeah, true. Like, you show up, and like then then you can write. If you don't show up, there's no writing that happens. Yes. Right. And I mean, that's why. Um, you know, it's so easy to rip on them sometimes, but I mean, that's why blogs are actually helpful and why they still have a purpose too. Um, mm -hmm. For some people, um, there are some people who should probably not have blogs, um, but that's a whole different kind of conversation. Right. It's more based on content than Well, than exactly, anything. but I mean, one of the things that was most helpful for me getting started as a writer, because um, I got thrown into a writing job having never written professionally. Right. Um, this is the beauty. Interesting hiring practice. I, yeah. it, I was hired as a project manager at, okay. a, at a Christian charity, so um, that tells you a lot. But um, but I had to f I, I kind of muddled my way through it because I'd shown a little bit of aptitude and then I was like, okay, I've got to actually figure out how to get good at this. And the only way I knew how was to actually just start writing. Mm. And so I started a blog to do that and that was it. Yeah, now. blogging is not dead. We, nope. Chally's has been writing a lot about it. I'll put links to that in the show notes. Um, kind of it's, the resurgence. Yeah, it's, it's influence has diminished and changed from being like a primary means of consuming things, but it's certainly not dead. Yeah. yeah. So if you're out there thinking about starting a blog, I encourage you to do it. Uh, yeah. Don't invest a lot of money, don't go crazy. There's Just also ways, so another, for writers who are thinking about doing that, go in on it with other people. You know, like start a start a group voice thing. So like, sure. So you're writing once a week, but everybody else is writing once a week and you get a daily amount of content yeah. that way. It's like come advice. together. because. The only reason to start your own is if you're like brand centric. And that's not At usually point, a helpful yeah. mindset. Yeah. And so uh, I think there's a lot of value in the other way of doing it. The sort of sort of a collective yeah. mindset. That's great. That's yeah. really good. And advice. you can learn from one another too. Yeah. Yeah. So in the in the spirit of showing up, doing the work, I have to run to a publishing meeting to go pitch another book, hopefully. All right, do it. Um, so I need to show up for that. Yeah. Man, this, this, <laughs> given that you're, not, you're, uh, yeah. you're this, this humble Calvinism isn't already out uh, yet, this is like Irish twins for books. There you <laughs> go. Your first, there you your go. first book baby isn't even quite born yeah. yet, and yeah. your next book baby is about to try. Surprise get conceived. You're We're out there. Wait, you're meeting a publisher to conceive a book? Well, where should um, <laughs> let's, let's where write that. Should thanks, for thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out Where should people follow you on social media, Aaron? Okay, so uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Strongarm, same as on Instagram. You can also find Barmus um, Mize and Dave, Dave's podcast, Table yes. of Malcontents. At Malcontents Pod on Malcontents Pod yep. and Barnabas Twitter at Barnabas Piper. Uh, I'll co-host the Happy Rant podcast along with Malcontents. That's just at Happy Rant Pod. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, although I don't care about Facebook much. Twitter's way better. So at Barnabas yep. Piper is the best. Yeah, yeah, it's great having you guys on. Thanks, Thanks for man. another another crossover episode and uh, keep writing. Uh,